You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. everybody to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast live on the 24-7 Sports Network. Uh, joined tonight on this Monday night by Jason Caldwell. I'm Christian Clemente here. Here to recap what was a busy weekend. Um, before we get into that, we are a man down. Um, if you did not see Philip Dukes' post on our message board or over on social media, um, he has departed us. He is getting a national recruiting role um, over at On3. We're super happy for him. He was part-time with us. So this is a big opportunity for him to step up and kind of make the next move in his career a little bit. So we are, we are without him, but we are very, very happy for him taking the next step. And I just want to make sure I started the show by saying that and saying congrats to him. But still, as I said on our message board, love the team that we have over at Auburn Undercover with, uh, with Jason, with Nathan, Philip. I um, think we have a lot of good things going. And if you're not a member of Auburn Undercover, today is the last, not today, Today is the only day, uh, as of right now, that you can get 75% off an annual sub. Um, so if you're watching this live on YouTube right now, um, or if you happen to watch this later tonight on Monday, it goes until midnight, I believe midnight central time, um, you can get 75% off an annual sub. Um, so this is a, a great opportunity for you to join the Auburn Undercover family, less than $30 for all of the VIP content, all of the other stuff that we have over there um, as well. And so with that being said, Jason, let's hop into it. It was a, uh, a busy little weekend, obviously headlined by Saturday's kind of junior day event, but there were visitors on campus Friday. Um, there was one huge visitor on campus on Sunday um, and a lot, a lot, a lot of guys that were there on Saturday, a lot of 26s um, as Auburn has already gotten a pretty good head start on 25 and there's been some 25 class movement. Um, Kendarius Reddick decommitted and flipped to UCF um, on Saturday. So it was a, an interesting weekend. We'll work in reverse a little bit. Um, first off, for everyone that's in here live, drop your questions in the chat, um, and we'll get to y'all's questions. That, that'll that be kind of how we'll dictate the show a little bit. Um, but we'll start off, Jason, with Jaden Perlotti, um, the 2025 linebacker from Buford. He's been to Auburn a bunch. Look, I talked with him. He said, he said that he thinks he's been to Auburn more than 10 times. Um, and the reason he just keeps coming back is he likes it a lot. And the reason he was back on uh, Sunday – was to spend time with DJ Durkin, Auburn's new defensive coordinator, who recruited him um, at Texas A&M. 
Yeah, no, uh, lots of connections for Pelodi when you think about him in, in Auburn. Obviously, he's been a bunch. And now just another connection for him, a guy that I think he had a, a much stronger relationship with DJ Durkin than Ron Roberts. And obviously, this is a guy that um, I think we expect DJ Durkin to be coaching part of the linebackers along with Josh Aldridge. We'll figure out kind of which one's which, um, you know, when we get a little, little more into this this staff. But, um, you know, you look at Pelodi, and he's, like I said, he's been a bunch of times. Um, I feel like if it's not Georgia, then Auburn would be the other team. I, it it kind of feels like it's either hip, can Auburn sneak him away from Georgia or it's going to be Georgia. That that it, it doesn't feel like there's really anybody else involved at this point. Now, that can change just still really early, but um, you know, Auburn has continued to make a strong push for him and getting him back on campus time and time again has probably been the key. Yeah, I mean, he is uh, – look, you're recruiting – I'm trying to remember who it was. It was one of the 2026s. It might have been Jamichael Garrett. Um, he said that, look, Josh Aldridge told him, my board is never going to be that big. It's going to be three or four guys. I'm going to go out there and get my guys that I think can be instant contributors. You saw that in 2024 when Auburn got to Marcus Riddick, Joe Phillips, who I still think will end up sliding out to the edge um, eventually, and then DJ Barber. And in 2025, you're kind of seeing it. You've got Eric Winters, and you've got Jaden Perlotti. Um, You've got a couple other guys there as well, but – those two have really commanded the top of the board. Um, and you know, we'll see where things happen or where things go. It feels like it's gotten close for Auburn a couple of times. Some other schools have felt like they've gotten close as well, uh, but no one's been able to pull them away from Georgia. The interesting thing to track with Georgia, and I mean, look, you have to track you have to track this with every school in terms of a coach leaving. But Jason, we've gotten a chance to talk with Glenn Schumann, and it feels like he is very close to getting a head coaching job and taking the next step somewhere because he is just a fantastic person and obviously a fantastic coach. So look, Auburn's dealing with it now on the defensive line class in 2025 with Jeremy Garrett leaving. So that could be maybe down the line closer to signing day after this next year, that could be something that impacts Jaden Perlotti. I'm just throwing that out there. I've yeah, no it, clue, it's, it's, it's really part of the fabric of college athletics. Now the movement, whether it's player movement, whether it's coaching movement uh, from you know one school to another school to the NFL. I mean, there's never been more movement than there is right now. And so because of that, you go, what's what's the most important thing? Is it relationship with a head coach? Is it a position coach? Is it a coordinator? Is it just school in general? I think, honestly, think we're going to get back to the point. And I think Auburn is doing that, you know, under Hugh Freeze already. We saw it in this last class. Uh, uh, look, hey, we're going to recruit as a school. You, you come to this, you come to Auburn because it's Auburn, because it's the school and because of what we're doing here. Um I think when you start doing that, the, the more guys you have that are close to home, that are hey, this is a this is a, a the fabric of how I grew up. This is a place that my family can see me play. I think it helps to ease some of the potential losses of portal down the road. You get guys that maybe say, hey, I'm willing to stick it out a little bit longer because I'm not you know 1,500 miles away from home. Um, Pelotti's one of those guys. I mean, you think about it, just you know an hour and a half or so away from home. Uh, not just kids in the state of Alabama, but you know, Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, Florida, um, staying in that footprint, I think is going to be more important than ever. And this is one of those guys. Yeah. And he's going to open up um, fall schedules are starting to come out a little bit more. Um, Buford, um, where Jaden Pelodi plays, is going to open up its season this fall up uh, against Milton, where Ryan G, um, Auburn's tight end commit. Auburn's one tight end commit as of now, but we do think there could be some more movement there um, within the next couple of weeks, potentially. Um, so that's one 
already got scheduled. It might be February, but already starting to look ahead to August and September a little bit for some of these top high school games. So that wouldn't that one will be a lot of fun, maybe, um, to try and get out there. Um, speaking of tight ends, we'll stick with that. Um, Jason Ryan G was on campus, Auburn's tight end commit, and then Hollis Davidson, um, another top tight end target for Auburn out of I believe McIntosh uh, from Correct. Peachtree City. Yep, uh, yeah, that's right. Two huge tight ends um, in terms of stature. You, they stand right next to each other and they look about the same, and they're both massive. Um, and we feel like. Yeah, there was a, a bat signal of sorts from Ben Agamawa about 30 minutes before this show started. Um, same with Logan Bradley, the assistant tight end coach. We feel like Auburn is definitely trending in a positive direction there with Hollis Davidson. Um, and maybe there could be some movement within as early as later this week. It's, it's funny because you, you, you said McIntosh. That's not a place that historically has had a bunch of football prospects in Peachtree City, Georgia. The only time I've been to McIntosh High School was to watch Jeff Shepard play basketball, and his son Reed is playing at Kentucky now, so basically feel pretty old. Uh, but I watched Jeff Shepard play a high school game, and um, yeah, I, I think you look at it. Ryan G is a, a just a big, big kid, and I think I think you think about Ryan G moving forward, and you think about a guy like Luke Deal. I think is is a big, physical, two hundred sixty five pound tight end that gives you some of those options, and you know. A guy like Hollis, we got a chance to, to kind of see him side by side. And that's two big dudes. And they've gotten a chance to know each other. I talked to Ryan. And he's like, look, that's my guy. I've been recruiting him. They came on a visit specifically the same day to be able to hang together and their families. And you could sense it even then that, hey, Auburn is, is really making a push here. And so, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked sometime this week uh, to, to see a guy like Hollis join join the group. Uh, you know, if that's what it is, that would be a big Big pickup for Auburn to uh, to add to that tight end class that we expect will be three because of the numbers that they're going to lose after this year. They're going to lose three guys, uh, and so you're going to have to replace those. And so um, you get two high school guys, a portal guy. They went to the portal this year and brought in another one of those guys to kind of bridge the gap a little bit, uh, Enrico Walker. And so depending on how he does, it might change what they're looking for potentially as a, as a second and third tight end. Yeah, and in terms of Hollis Davidson, um, interesting background in terms of, I believe it's his dad played volleyball at Penn State, um, and it's his aunt, I want to say, also played volleyball at Penn State and was an All-American player and then went on to coach um, at Notre Dame. And then his grandparents and great-grandparents um, on his mom's side, all of them all went to Auburn and graduated from Auburn. So he's got ties to Penn State, who's in his top seven, and he's got ties to Auburn. Um, so that's kind of just a couple of interesting notes there uh, for everyone that's in the chat. Keep dropping questions. We'll get to those um, weird little glitch with uploading pictures um, with our stream yard, which we use to go live. So this is the only other picture we have um, outside of Jaden Perlodi for those that are watching on YouTube. Um, but Tavares Dice, Jason, this is one that we felt like Auburn has sat in a really good spot with really before the Iron Bowl. It's been months now. Um, he he came back. He finally got to bring his uh, family with him. I believe it was his mom, uh, his grandmother, and his aunt. It was it was something like that. Um, I don't remember exactly, but after the visit, he called uh, he called Auburn his leader, which was not necessarily surprising. No, it's not, and, and that picture just cracks me up because you know, it's <laughs> it's just hilarious. Uh, but you know, Tavares Dice is a guy you look at him and you go, he's a big kid. But when you see him, you go, man, there's so much more there because he's not even close to being developed in, in what he's going to be. 
uh, down the road when he gets in a college strength and conditioning program and training tape on those things. So he actually look at him and go, he looks like a big linebacker. I mean, his, his body in, is so, is so well incredible shape. Yeah. I mean, his body's so well proportioned. You look at him, he's probably, I would guess probably around 280 or so right now, I would believe. I don't know how much, if he's much bigger than that at the moment, but man, he's got such a frame to work with and really good feet. Um, this is one of those guys you start talking about, you know, we just talked about, you know, probably three tight ends. Well, on the offensive line class, you're talking about five or six because this, this 25 group is so good. Uh, Spencer Dolan's already committed. Um, there's a bunch of guys. We talked about footprint. There's a bunch of guys in Auburn's footprint in this offensive line class that that are, are top targets and guys that have been on the campus a bunch, have visited, are going to visit. And uh, look at Tuar Stice. And, again, Christian, we, this guy's been taking visits since uh, – you know, the beginning of last year, I don't know how many games he came to, probably four or five last year. Yeah. And he's probably been back a couple of times. So this, you know, like, think about like, like, you know, Claudia, I think you look at it, Dice, probably been on campus um, maybe close to a dozen times when you think back to when Aaron Nolan and some of those guys would visit too. He's probably been on campus a bunch. So I think Auburn is is definitely uh, pushing right there for, for one of its top offensive line targets. Yeah, and I mean, it might be a two-for-one at Langston Hughes um, in terms of the offensive line. Um, Dontrell Glover was not with Tavares Dice this time. He visited Florida State this weekend, um, but the former Alabama off interior offensive line commit is definitely pretty high on Auburn as well, um, and I think Auburn would be very happy to get both of those guys, definitely very happy to get Tavares Dice. Um, he said decision timeline-wise, he thought maybe something in August. I really don't think it'll get past the spring, maybe past the summer after those official visits, maybe, but I just think... I think Auburn sits in such a good spot there right now. We're going to hit some of these questions from the chat now. Jason, this is one I'm just going to tee it up straight for you uh, from Bubba. Not a recruiting question, but any updates on the D-line coaching search? Yeah, not at the moment. Um, you know, I think, obviously, there's there's names that have been thrown out there. Obviously, the first one that comes up is, is Rodney Garner. When you think about potential guys, do you bring Rodney Garner back? I, I think that'll be something that'll be, you know, at least uh, at least looked at. Um I think I think one of the possibilities the guy that's already on campus um, and uh, and our guy Vontrell King. I mean, like I think that's a guy that if, if that's the guy that's Auburn's defensive line coach, I think you could be in, you'd be in very good shape because I think it's a guy that would be be good at it. Kyle Pope's another guy that I've known since he was young. I, I actually from from my hometown. He's at Georgia Tech now. But was at Memphis before. Um, and this is one where we talked about with the defensive defensive coordinator spot where you go. Okay, there's there's not really a massive timeline. It's kind of the same thing now for this defensive line coaching job where you go, okay, see what the options are. Give yourself a, a few days to go. Let's let's kind of kind of go, hey, what are our possibilities here? Because really and truthfully, now the next real step other than calling guys on the phone, which is now you've got you know Dirk and you've got King, you've got some of these guys. The next thing is the spring practices, which is about 20 days away or so, so three weeks away. Um, I don't think it'll take nearly that long to find a guy, but there's, I think there's going to be a name or two on, on the board here that, that, that Auburn might pursue that uh, might surprise some folks. We'll see who it is, but I don't think it's just, you know, we heard two names for, you know, like defense coordinator. Hey, this is the, and that's what it wound up being. I think this is one where you expand it and look, look at it, see if you can find maybe somebody that is the perfect fit for you and, uh, and see if you can make it happen. Yeah, and I mean, you brought up a good point with Vontrell. Ken Williams kind of fill in the hole there, um, maybe long term, but at least right now, uh, 
a guy that's experienced um, at the college football level as a defensive line coach, was at Eastern Eastern Michigan before Mm -hmm. coming over to Auburn to be um, the assistant D-line coach. And the other thing that I think that's worth noting is I don't, you know, everyone wants to talk about, and there's a question in the chat, um, thoughts on Antonio Coleman. Everyone wants to talk about that 25 D-line class. Obviously, you're in limbo there a little bit, but I don't think Jeremy Garrett really caught these guys off guard necessarily with his departure. I think he was very transparent with them. Yeah know for a fact that you know after um, accepting the job he spoke with all of the d-line commits the four of them malik autry kaylin edwards uh, jordan crawford and antonio coleman talked with their parents jordan crawford actually was visiting on saturday um, and jeremy garrett had already accepted the jacksonville jaguars job um, but he still came over to work at the facility to spend some time with jordan and his family um, just to kind of see that through a little bit one kind of final hurrah there um, and make sure that everything is okay and i think that speaks a lot about jeremy garrett I think it speaks a lot about this staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then obviously he kind of, he handed the reins a little bit um, to Vontrell Kane-Williams, who is holding down the fort for now um, and maybe longer. As for um, Kojo's question about Antonio Coleman, he was obviously back in Alabama this past weekend. Look, that's just, that's the way big boy recruiting battles go. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Yeah, you're, they're going to be back and forth. He's, you know, he's been to Auburn. Um, you know, he's been back to Alabama there'll probably be other visits to be had. And so I think that's going to be the case. You know, for him, you go like, okay, I got to be the new staff, see what they're like. I was committed to Alabama at one time, and that's where he was. And so, um, yeah, you're right. These are the battles that you sign up for when you say, hey, we want a top 10 class. Well, when you want a top 10 class, you're going to have to recruit some, against some other really good schools. And, uh, you know, I think Auburn will continue to to push there. Again, off to a great start, 2025. You've got your, you know, you've got pieces in place on this on this you know, defensive staff. Um, my guess is is that you'll add a a quality defensive line coach, uh, no matter who it is here. And my guess it probably be sometime before the end of this week's out. Here's the thing: I'm not concerned about 25 class. I'm not concerned about D line. Um, if they get any of their top targets in terms of uh, position coach, it's only February. And I've been reflecting on the 24 class a little bit just over the past couple of weeks, thinking about you know Walker White committed around this time last year. And then things went quiet for a little bit and everyone was panicking and everyone was thinking, yep. this, this ain't good. Um, and then, you know, Boom. last year, yep. Last year on July 4th, um, Cam Coleman commits to Texas A&M and the world is crumbling. It's, it's all over. Um, and then big cat weekend, Perry Thompson flips to Auburn. Everyone's on a high. And then during the season, people get low. Look, there's ebbs and flows of the recruiting cycle. I think Hugh freeze. I think the staff has shown what they can do. Um, I'm not overly concerned about the way anything is necessarily going on February 5th in terms of recruiting for Auburn. Um, I think they will be able to finish very, very well, especially with the way the in-state um, Alabama is shaping up for 2025 and how much they prioritize that. Speaking of that, question from Kyle, where are we with Alvin Henderson? He was back on Saturday. Jason, I know there, it's it's come back and forth a lot with thinking that Alvin Henderson is close, um, but we still kind of feel like he's getting closer um, yeah. And we feel like Derek Nix has kind of carried the torch there and has continued to put Auburn in a position to potentially land his commitment within the next month or two, I'll say. Yeah, I mean, they stepped in and, and immediately said, hey, we're coming to see you. And they went and saw him, and then Derek Nix went back to watch a basketball game. And I think they've continued to prioritize him. And you know, part of that is, is from Hugh Freeze. I mean, this is Hugh Freeze's guy. That's that's you know that's his, that's his guy on the board. And so he's done a pretty good job of – of when he has taken the reins in, in on recruiting, he's done a pretty good job of of finishing the drill. And so, I think when you look at it, the you know potential for Auburn's running back room turning over a little bit after this season, 
a guy that has the potential to come in and be an early contributor. Um, obviously, I was back on campus last weekend, decided, hey, he didn't want to really talk yet um, after that visit. And and so I, I think that feels like to me then that it's getting a little bit closer to him kind of kind of doing something. We'll see um, if that's the case. And But I still feel like Auburn's in uh, a pretty good position for Alvin Henderson as we stand today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. A uh, question from Bubba here. Who are the current top wide receiver targets and who do we, uh, who does Auburn have the best shot with at wide receiver? Um, in terms of top targets, I think there's three you really need to keep an eye on. Derek Smith from Southside Selma, who's a top 50, top 40 guy, fringe five-star. Caleb Cunningham from Mississippi, who is a five-star. Um, and then Travis Smith, a big wide receiver out of Westlake, who was here not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Um, and he was the only visitor on campus. 
I think those are three of the really top guys. Then I think you look at a guy like Dalen Upshaw at a central. I think he's really close to being in that top group. Dylan Alfred from Sarah Land was back on campus on Friday. I think he's up there. Um, and then outside of that, there's some other. There's a bunch of other names where Marcus Davis is kind of building his board. Um, and I'm actually kind of working on a story for that. Over the next week or two, I'm going to be doing a story on every position group and building the board out a little bit and looking at top targets and everything like that. Um, but those are the three um, in terms of Derek Smith, Caleb Cunningham, Travis Smith to really, really keep an eye on in terms of really elite guys that Auburn really likes. Um, he asked, who does Auburn have the best shot with? Um, I'll pick out of that group and I'll say Derek Smith, Jason. Um, I think Auburn has definitely made a move with Caleb Cunningham, but I would I would probably lean Derek Smith as as of right now with those guys. Yeah, I, I would lean towards Derek Smith as a guy that's a, a similar guy to Malcolm Simmons probably a little bit bigger than Malcolm is, but the similar type of athlete. Um, and that's saying a lot considering Malcolm Simmons just just take a break, took a break from basketball season to go win the high jump in the state championship indoor at like 6'10 and a half and won the long jump as well. So, um, But, yeah, I, I would say Derek Smith, Dale Upshaw, the guy that's been to Auburn a bunch, starting to get some other feelers from you know Florida State and Alabama and some of those schools too. So, um, But I know Upshaw and, and Cam Coleman and, you know, got some, got some connections to Auburn as well. Yeah. Uh, here's a question from Layton, who probably was just a little bit late. Did you see Ben Ace, um, as in Ben Agamow's tweet? I would guess it's about Hollis Davidson. That is what we believe. Um, and he mentioned to have a two tight end class. We think Auburn's going to have a three tight end class, actually, because Rivaldo Fairweather, Brandon Frazier, and Luke Deal are all out of eligibility after this season. So you're going to have to bring in three guys to replace them. Now, if you do get Hollis Davidson, where you go with the third spot is kind of interesting. You could go um, star chasing a little bit and try and get you know, these. These guys are both fringe kind of four star guys. Projecting tight ends is tough, um, is. but these are fringe four star guys. You could go star chasing for a really really top guy. You could go get a developmental guy that you think has really good size, but maybe isn't there quite yet. You could save your spot for the portal. So we feel pretty confident that Auburn is going to get three tight ends in this class. How they end up doing that will be kind of the question. Let's see. Here's one from Tim. What 2024 recruits will be the best school ambassador for 25 and 26 kids, meaning they help the most recruiting their high school? Their uh, high school uh, is tough. In terms of being a recruiter, this is an awesome question. In terms of being a recruiter, it's still walk away. Is he talking about selling Auburn for 2025 and 26? I think he's saying selling Auburn for 25 and 26. And his Tim's exact question was, recruiting their high school. So where they came from, you know, Cam Coleman recruiting Central, uh, Perry Thompson recruiting Foley, stuff like that. Yeah, you got to look at the schools with the most prospects. Uh, A lot of times it won't matter. Um, You know, if if you don't have other guys there, obviously Central Phoenix City, we just mentioned Dale Nupshaw, um, Mal Waltrip, a couple of guys there. Got a quarterback that could be a sneaky guy down the line, maybe as a second quarterback take at Central Phoenix City too. uh, you know, think about, and we just talked about Malcolm Simmons. Mitchell Russell has a couple of young guys that a 26 wide receiver, a 27 defensive end, um, that are got Malcolm Simmons could be one of those guys. I think you look at it and then you think about, you know, uh, Jamato Wall or guys like that. That, that, that's a place that'll have some, some players and some talent. That's the hard thing. I mean, you, the one you'd love it if you're Auburn would be Don, DeAndre Carter because because he's sure. a school that's loaded with other prospects and um, 
and and you know just talking about you know what Marcus Harris is one of the white, top wide receivers in the country that, that plays plays modern day high school as well. So I mean, there's going to be some of those guys that I think about, but you know I think about uh, Malik Blockton at Pike Road and the guys coming up behind him. There's, there's what about Caleb Harris at you know, Thompson? Guys, some young guys, Caleb Harris at Thompson. That's that's already a connection and it bridges the gap to to a guy that. That, that we just saw over the weekend, uh, one of the top defensive backs in the country. Um, but but Auburn has has wanted to get that foot in the door at Thompson. And um, to have a guy like Caleb Harris, who kind of was, was a do-everything played since he was a freshman for the Warriors, um, that's a big deal, Christian, when you start talking about the potential in this 2025 class, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. Um, that's, that's an awesome question from Tim. I want, I want to hit this too as well um, in terms of, who might still be a very active recruiter because a lot of players, a guy like Damari Alston does that. Um, some of these other guys as well are active and some of them do it quietly a little bit. I know Peyton Thorne does a good bit of recruiting as well. In terms of the 24 guys that I think will be really active still recruiting in the future, definitely Walker White. I don't think that's stopping anytime soon. That's just his personality. That's who he is. Uh, another one, sneakily, I think Jamonte Waller might be one of those guys as well. Um, that's pretty active. And then you look at the receivers. I don't think they have to say much. I think if those receivers come in and play really, really well, it, it recruits recruits themselves a little bit. It recruits that wide receiver position um, on its own because it proves that Marcus Davis can go out and get top guys and that they can play really well um, as well. Let's hit on Anquan Fagans a little bit. You touched on it there. That's one that I, I can't believe I let us get to 24 minutes in the show without talking about him. One of the best safeties in the country, Jason. I don't, you know, ball hawk gets thrown out there a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever watched a player that's more of a ball hawk than Anquan Fagans. He has 18 interceptions over the last three seasons at the 7A level in Alabama, playing against some other really good out of state teams as well. Look, he is just, he is a different player when the ball is in the air compared to other high school football players. He just yeah, is. You, know, you, you hate to start throwing out comparisons or, or things, but the, the, Comparison, you think about him on the back end of it is a little bit of Ed Reed because Ed Reed just kind of found the football. Um, and, you know, when you think about Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, a little closer to the line of scrimmage, guy that was like second quarterback, creating fumbles, all those things. You think about Fagans, you think about a guy that, like he's a, he's a guy that goes and finds the football and, and just has a, has a knack for reading offenses, quarterbacks, all those things. And obviously it would be a, it shouldn't be a surprise. His dad's been a, a really good mentor for, for two older brothers and he's learned from older brothers and, and watching them play. And so a lot of times you see that youngest one is the one that kind of can he's a guy that I think is going to have a tremendous future. And I think the the key for this one could be probably Charles Kelly. Charles Kelly's recruited the brothers, has been around that family for a long time. And that was a big deal, I think, in hey, getting Fagans back on campus last weekend and, and you know, kind of getting Auburn. They've, they've been recruiting him and they've been there for a while, but Charles Kelly feels like it takes it to another level. Look, I would just highly recommend everyone to go and check out his huddle really quickly. That state title game against Central, I just don't know if I've seen a safety impact the game quite like he did in that game. Thompson ended up losing, but Jason, what do you have? Two picks, I think? it was two picks and he was just yeah he was just floating around in the back end and always in a good spot to make a play on the ball it was it was impressive and we've seen him play a lot and he's always impressive but that game was just 
it was eye popping a little bit um, for him. Here's one. Uh, this is a guy that you talked to. I didn't even get a chance to talk with him a little bit. Um, but where does Auburn sit with Riley Pettijohn, um, the linebacker out of Texas who made the trip, I believe, from McKinney? Um, yep. And then was also asking about Eric Winters as well. Eric Winters was in Georgia this past weekend. Still like where Auburn sits there. Um, still think maybe it'll go maybe another month or two at the latest. But I think Auburn sits in a good spot there. As for Riley Pettijohn, Jason, what's your kind of take after talking with him? Yeah, super nice kid, first of all. I, I think a guy that really enjoyed his first trip to Auburn and kind of getting to see everything. I think that was a big deal for him. He said, hey, he hopes to get back. Um, being from McKinney, Texas, he's already visited Texas and Texas A&M. He's going to be a guy that's going to get the full court press from the in-state schools. And so that makes it difficult. But I think he's a guy that if you see him show up again on the Auburn campus this spring or this summer, then I think you automatically say, okay, move Auburn a, a little bit up in that pecking order. And he's got some other schools he wants to see, USC and, and USC and Florida State, where a couple he wants to see too. But this is one of the top players in the country. But I think, uh, you know, came with, with family, enjoyed it. Um, and another one that DJ Durkin was recruiting. He's a, he's a Texas kid. Durkin was recruiting for Texas A&M. So he has a relationship already with Auburn's defensive coordinator. And so, uh, I think that was a big deal and one of the reasons why he decided to come come take a, a pretty quick trip. So um, I think Auburn has, has put itself at least in a position for, for him. And now you look at it and go, okay, can you get him back on campus again? Because we've seen that be kind of the next step for guys. It's okay, first trip, hey, everything looks good. It's great. Get them back for a second one, and they get to kind of settle in a little bit, and then that's where Auburn can really start to make some hay. We'll hit uh, a couple more questions here from the chat. Appreciate everyone that's here. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube, definitely make sure to do that down below. Totally free, doesn't cost you anything. And if you want to join us over at auburnundercover.com and you're not a member, you have a little over three hours left um, to join our flash sale, 75% off an annual sub, um, less than $30. I think it's around $27 for a year's worth of content. So you cannot beat that. We're only running it for today. So I apologize to everyone that's listening to this on Tuesday as a podcast or watching it later on that wants to join up on that. It was just a one-day quick little flash sale uh, for everyone to join in on. Um, someone brought up a good point that Neem offered, committed to Ohio State this weekend, uh, making Anquan Fagans you know, even that much more important. I don't think things are over with Neem offered, um, and technically they're different positions, but you could definitely uh, – lighten the blow a little bit of seeing Naeem Offord go out of state, at least for right now, by by getting Anquan Fagans um, on the boat. And then another question from Bubba, uh, what QBs in 2025 is Auburn pursuing heavily? Is it just KJ Lacey and TJ Latif? It is KJ Lacey, the Sarah Land quarterback committed to Texas. It is Juju Lewis, the Carrollton, Georgia quarterback committed to USC. And it is TJ Latif, um, the quarterback out of California, couple other fringe names there as well. Um, they were recruiting Ryan Montgomery. That one is over. Um, talked with his dad. He said moving in another direction. Um, and there's a couple other names as well. Um, but those are kind of the main three, at least as of right now, Jason, are KJ Lacey, Juju Lewis, and TJ Latif. Yeah, I think how you pursue and approach the quarterback position may be determined by what the spring and then – maybe the first half of the, the season in 2024, what that looks like. Um, you know, if you have some young guys that are battling out, it, it then who knows how it changes it. Uh, it might change the way you approach this quarterback position. I still think they're going to go sign a high school quarterback because that's what Hugh Freeze wants to do. Maybe 
maybe if it looks good and you go, hey, we feel good about two guys, maybe you go sign two high school quarterbacks. Maybe maybe you do it that way. I think there's some options there on what you're trying to do. But, yeah, I think you look at it, and I think Gigi Lewis, obviously a guy that, that Auburn wants to get back over and take a visit. K.J. Lacey committed to, to, to Texas. He's visiting Auburn a bunch. Um, you know, how much – this Ken Austin factor in, I know he, had, you know, he and Philip Montgomery had talked some, but Hugh Freeze has been a guy that's talked to him a bunch. Um, Latif is a guy that's been there. And I, I think this would be one too, where you could see a few guys kind of jump onto this list uh, as you continue to watch and, and kind of sort through some of this junior video as, as guys get ready, especially maybe when you see guys in the spring, I, I would imagine that there'll be a quarterback that, that pops on the board following the spring evaluation period when guys get on the field here in, 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 in April and May. We'll hit one more question um, and then wrap it up. And this is one, Jason, I honestly, I don't have an answer for, so I hope you do. Um, does the DJ Durkin hire change the style of cornerback that Auburn wants with the amount of single high slash press man um, that Auburn will be playing from now on? Yeah, I think, I, first of all, we talked to Hugh Freeze and he said, look, we're going to be really multiple on defense. So I think they're going to do a lot of different things. Um, I think ideally you like to have bigger, more physical corners um, in, in kind of this system. And you think about, think about guys like J.C. Hart. You think about uh, Tyler Scott, even Colton Hood. I mean, Kay Lee's not a not a small guy. You've already got bigger guys than you had with Roger McCreary. I mean, not Roger McCreary, excuse me, but with Nehemiah Pritchett and D.J. James were, were two smaller corners. Now, they could run and do some things. You've got more physical guys now. The position we think about Keontae Scott and those guys. So I think it's actually a pretty good, pretty good fit for what they want to do. And I think about a guy like JC Hart and go, hey, what where does he wind up? Because if you've seen him and you go, man, he, he looks like a, a you know an outside linebacker almost, but he's still one of the fastest players on the team. Can you find a home for him? And does he kind of settle into that role at corner? So um I, I think the key for DJ Durkin and, and what he's done in the past is, you know, you you can't get penciled in and go, I'm all of this. Uh, we've heard he's, he, you know, multiplicity was the word that, that he freeze used when we talked to him down at the senior bowl, which means, Hey, you got to be able to adapt to your talent. And and I think that's one thing that, that he'll be able to do. So, yeah, I think you want the bigger, more physical corners at times, but um, the, the best thing you got to be able to do is, is be able to cover and run. It doesn't matter how big you are. Here's one quick kind of football-related note on that with DJ Durkin, um, and this was up on the Auburn Undercover Message Board yesterday, um, interviewing with, I believe it was Anthony uh, Tank Jones from St. Paul's, um, talked with him and asked what position Auburn's recruiting him at. Uh, he said the buck position. So it looks like buck will be back under DJ Durkin. Obviously, it was Jack Linebacker under Ron Roberts. Buck was previously used by Kevin Steele at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, then it went to Ed Rusher. So just a terminology note there a little bit. Um, from- yeah. Yeah, one of the I think this is going to be more similar to to kind of terminology from Steele. And even DJ Durkin, Will Muschamp, um, very, very similar coaching. You know, they've been together. The coaching trees are kind of pretty similar. And so I think it'll be more similar to, to that style of defense where you've seen that, you know, like you said, Buck, Jack, they're going to be kind of the, the same real, real spot. But I think you're looking for those, you know, 240 to 250 pound, outside linebacker guys that can, can rush the pass or do some of those things. And, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned Tank, some of those young guys that were on campus. And when there's there, I, I started laughing joking, thinking about it. Like we just had the, what they thought was wanted to be the freeze five at wide receiver. 
that 2026 linebacker group could end up being the freeze <laughs> four with all these guys in the state of Alabama. And there's a bunch of really good young linebackers in the state, and a lot of them are in Mobile. Yeah, I was going to say they're they're like all from Mobile because you have Anthony Jones, you have Jamichael Garrett from Gulf Shores, you've got Shadarius Tootle um, from Cottage Hills. So you've got a lot of really good linebackers um, in 26, and that class is continuing to grow. You've got Keenan Britt, you've got a bunch of other 26 guys as well. State of Alabama is just loaded year in and year out. We're actually going to hit one more question um, from who's your Patty, who's on the Auburn Undercover site. So wanted to definitely make sure to hit him. Um, who are the other running backs possibly in the 25 slash 26 class not named Alvin Henderson? In terms of 26, I have no answers for you there. Um, I just I don't know that far out in terms of running back. In terms of 2025, a Kalen Deer who is from Quitman, Mississippi. There was a chance he was going to visit a couple weeks ago, but wasn't able to make it down. That's a guy that Derek Nix recruited a little bit at Ole Miss, and now is really picking things up there um, at Auburn. Uzman Chroma uh, from Lee County, Georgia is a name that's definitely on the board. Derek Nix stopped by his school in January. Um, Uzman has not visited Auburn in the uh, – I don't think he visited in the fall, and I know he didn't visit during this visit period, but got probably a good chance to get him out for a spring practice. So those are two other names in 2025. Yeah, uh, 26th, is- Michael Jones from Pike Road that we saw that's right. uh, yeah. this fall. And so a guy that already has an early offer, physical back, um, kind of like James Bostic, kind of looking back already, a young kid. So – that'll be maybe one of the guys to watch in 2026. There you go. So we'll wrap it up there, Jason, unless, uh, unless we missed anything. I, I think no. we hit on most of it. I think we're good. Uh, like I said, uh, dead period now in terms of visits um, for the Auburn staff. So can't go on the road. Kids can't visit for the rest of this month of February. Doesn't mean recruiting's, yeah. It doesn't mean recruiting is going to stop or slow down. It's just a different style now with four phone calls and, and all those things going on. So um, have lots of that going on. Um, basketball, baseball, softball opens this weekend. So um, got recruiting going on, but there's a bunch of other stuff happening too. So check us out. Remember 75% off right now. Yep. Uh, you got a little under three or little over, excuse me, a little over three hours left. If you're watching this still join us at 75% off. Um, if you're watching this later, um, it's almost always available where you can join um, for $1 for your first month. Um, so if you're listening to this on Tuesday or later this week, that should be available to you. Definitely make sure to lock in over at AuburnUndercover.com. Might have some recruiting news this week. Definitely have a ton of other recruiting stories, recruiting coverage, all that kind of stuff, basketball coverage, just like Jason said. Um, not sure if we'll be back next Monday. Necessarily, I'm hitting the road to South Carolina for a little little vacation, but I'll still be working, so not sure when we'll be back. But we'll definitely do a show at some point next week. We'll try and line up a guest. I don't know who, but we'll line up a guest to get on next week um, and see what we can – chop it up with a little bit now that it is a dead period so we'll figure that out and we'll catch you guys sometime next week the wait is over the shy returns with new episodes on paramount plus what brings you to the shy opportunity everybody get down a new rain is coming to the south side never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job the shy new episodes now streaming visit paramountplus.com slash the shy to get a 50 percent discount off the paramount plus with the showtime annual plan offer ends july 14th the subscription auto renews restrictions apply